Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that's sexy though. I, I, like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shua. Y'all, we had such a warm up to today's conversation. I am so excited because I feel like we're going to have like some really juicy male female debates and I'm all for it. (laughs) So, uh, hi, hello, everybody. I'm Ali Kona. She's away, Bradford. And (laughs) give me that pause. (laughs) Welcome from our voice, and I'm Valerie. Am I excited? I mean, is she? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm Valerie Oitis. Welcome to another episode of your Unpaid Therapist. With our special guest. Thank you, thank you. Say your name. David Lawrence Hicks. <laughs> okay. So, okay, today we wanted to talk about an array of things. I'm, I'm letting Val adjust. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay. If you're not watching us, what I was just doing is... Uh, Making some slight camera adjustments. Yes, it's there okay. we go. Okay, so we're going to talk about an array of things, right? First of all, it started off, we wanted to talk about like dating in your 30s and 40s because the landscape has changed so much. But Mm -hmm. then we started talking about how men think way differently from women. We're going to get into the whole, women are so emotional. Right brain, (laughs) left brain activity, all the things. But you know, we got to kick this off with a little bit. Never have I ever. So let's do that first. Yes. Okay. Let me... Mix these cards up. And if you're new to the show, welcome. And what we yeah, do is we play this Never Have I Ever game. We write these um, Never Have I Ever prompts that we write, right, out of nowhere. Um, well, not out of nowhere, out of our, some out of our own experiences and some not. So it gets really funny. You want to pick some are just out of our butt. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to, I don't think I've picked a blue one yet. Okay. All right. So Never Have I Ever Seen a Stranger's Miracles and Blessings. Aw, that's a cute one. It's a nice one. Y'all don't know what miracles and blessings mean? Oh, no. Seem. You see. I've seen a stranger's miracles and blessings. Wait. Wait. That's just... What? What street? Wait, what's... What neighborhood is that the... I'm saying what? I'm like... I'm like, praise the Lord. I'm like, miracles and blessings? Now you know, like I first Ali Kona wrote that card. Wait, miracles and blessings are code words for, for your genitals. Yeah, your your parts. What neighborhood? Where? Texas apparently, because that's yeah. Okay. okay, miracles and blessings. So yeah, because you wrote this, and we're still trying to uh, understand. Process. <laughs> we were thinking about okay. Yeah, I, like, oh, I was gonna be like no, but I have, and it didn't feel like a miracle at all. Wait, I don't remember the first part of the question. I just, Never have I ever seen a stranger's miracles and blessings. Okay. So you guys, this one time, okay. At band camp. One time at band camp, everybody knows if you watch the show, I like me some late night walks. So I went on a walk and I had some money I needed to deposit at a bank. And I was like, okay. And it's on Ventura Boulevard, which is like the hot spot in Sherman Oaks. All the nice restaurants are there and there's a Wells Fargo. And so as I am going to Wells Fargo, I see a homeless man. And I was like, oh, bless his heart. I'll just deposit the blessing. I got these big bills. I got big. No, and I had like 
a, a five or a 10 or something. And he was just like, you know, like this. And I'm like, I, I, why is he Asian and old? He really wasn't. Um, but anyways, he was kind of, you know, for those of you listening on the podcast, you know, he was just kind of like crouched over, like looking like he was a little tired and weary from the cold weather. Because it's dark outside and he's probably sleeping. And I was like, oh, here you go, sir. And I handed him the, the bill of whatever. And he looked up and he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And when he did that, I realized his penis was just out and I wrecked. And the reason he was hunched over is because he was masturbating. Oh, and my I was like, God. You interrupted him. I know, but he got free money. I was like, oh, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> He was like, I felt so violated. Oh, gosh. Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> that was not a miracle or a blood. <laughs> call it something. Um, so have I ever seen it? Probably. I don't. I, 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 I'm trying to forget and I don't want to recall. Okay, I'll save you. Um, I definitely have because I lived in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick version. Yeah. One day just... Going out to the subway. If you ever. And, <laughs> and I go through the little turnstile thing. It was super early. No one's really there. And I look to the left and to the right. And I, when I look to the right, way down at the end, I thought I saw a figure of a person. Mm -hmm. But it was really, really far away. And I kind of looked away. Then I looked back. And it was a, a, a person walking right on the edge oh. where it's like yellow, mm -hmm. right where the subway is. And I couldn't tell what they were wearing, but it was far away. And as I got closer, I was like, I think she's naked. Oh. And so she just kept walking very slowly down the like the yellow part. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's she's naked. And the comedian in me just decided to make this funny. So instead of the, I, I turned my back to where the subway was and I was looking back to watch other people come through the turnstile and discover this naked woman. And I just wanted to watch people's reaction. Yeah. And it was, it was priceless. Like people would just double <laughs> but you take. Would think or, New York, like you've, you're, you're ready. Like it's almost like just another day. But it's that immediate, right? It's yeah, that immediate yeah. like, oh, sh oh, what the. Oh, okay. what is going on? Yeah, that just happens. Yeah, I feel like I saw that in North Hollywood, like uh, a few months ago. You know, like there's this, a woman walking down the street. But you, you win booty. with that tipping of the man masturbating. <laughs> no, it sounded like that's what you did. Like you I, tipped him. Like, <laughs> good job. He was like, yes. not expecting that at that was all. A miracle, all right? And his blessing. Yeah, that is funny. Okay, baby, pick a card. Any card. It'd just be a smaller font. Uh, never have I ever been forgotten somewhere by my parents or forgotten my own kid slash pet somewhere. So this has always been a fear of mine mm -hmm. my whole life. Mm -hmm. And it's never happened. Oh, good. Of being forgotten? Of, forgetting. Uh, Both. <laughs> I've seen other kids like out there waiting with like a teacher and it's like an hour after school. Oh, yeah. But and then... You know, my daughter's five now, so I was I'm very, like, I'm early, because I've always had, like, that fear of, where's my dad? My dad's not here. Yeah, that's so, so scary. That's why I'm always early, because I've yeah. always been scared of that. Yeah. So, no. The answer is no. Um, so, I haven't been forgotten anywhere by my parents. And I was going to say... I, my brother was, but he wasn't forgotten. He just got lost at Disney, like, oh, like Disney World. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't count. It's no, so no. Place. I did. 
Ay, ay, ay. I got forgotten. Man down. He forgot. She just threw the car and hit him in the man, eye, guys. Man down. <laughs> Sorry, you okay? Man down. Oh, Jesus, gosh. Okay, okay. Go Oh, yeah, dang. Okay. Um, yeah, Where? my parents at the YMCA overnight. Overnight? Overnight? Yeah. My my mom was working, and then when she got off of work, it was my dad's turn to pick me up, but he didn't realize it was his turn. And so after his work, he went to the bar, mm-hmm. of course, and was, like, chilling at the bar. And it got late after a while. I think my mom eventually was like, so where are you? What Like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I'm at the bar. And mind you, there weren't cell phones back then. There weren't cell phones back then in the day. <laughs> and so I don't even know how she got a hold of him at the bar. Or maybe he finally came home from the bar. And she's like, where'd you go? You know, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, at the bar. Well, you brought, like, wait, why would you bring our daughter to the bar? I didn't bring her to the bar. But where is she? With you, no? She with you. And my ass was that kid that was like, Mom? Dad? And they sent me home with one of the camp counselors at the YMCA, who I thought was so old, but she was probably like 16. And I stayed the night at her house. I ended up having fun. Like, she, I think, eventually got a hold of my mom. And then at that point, I was like, well, I'm having fun with whoever she was. But I remember going to school the next day and being like, I have the same outfit on that I had on yesterday. This is really embarrassing. And I was in kindergarten. Oh, my goodness. Weird. But, yeah, so I've I've been forgotten. And my dog used to be so quiet. I didn't forget her. But there are many times where I'd be driving and just happen to look in the backseat. I'm like, oh, that's right. You're in the car. Lenny Kai? Yeah. By the way, Lenny Kai, RIP, baby girl. But she was like, we were talking about her earlier because uh, Ali Kona would take her hiking in like a little book bag thing. But Lenny Kai would, so her belly would be towards the outside. It's like a baby carrier. When you have a baby carrier and your your baby's facing outwards and you have her on your belly, it's the same thing. Her little fours. Yeah, but I would put her on my back. Yeah. So, but she would just sit there, super cute, like, Living her best life, just like boop, 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 boop. no, like I never heard a peep out of Lani Kai. Yeah, everyone I don't thought she was what... fake. Yeah, well, she was she was pink at one point, like her whole body was pink, and so people thought I was just hiking with a stuffed animal. Yeah, you know? make, makes, oh makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Wow. That I don't know what to do with that whole story. Let's let's okay. check it out. Okay, okay. our last one, y'all. Never have I ever been rejected after, t- gosh, just all the bad stories. <laughs> Never have I ever been rejected after telling someone I liked them. Oh, oh. Um, so first of all, I was never bold enough to tell anybody mm-hmm. I liked them. Um, I was too, um, dorky and scared. But I remember the only story that I could kind of relate to that is, um, when I was a kid, I was in uh, the Nutcracker, mm. and I remember thinking the guy, little boy that I was paired up with was so cute, and we had to wear our hair in, like, a tight little bun, and we had a, a hairpiece, um, you know, like, for oh, our no. curls to, uh-huh. I know, for our curls to be, like, all bouncy or whatever, and so in the Nutcracker, if you haven't seen it, like the beginning of the story. Well, it's like a big Christmas party and you're as a little kid, you're assigned a family. So you have a fake mom, fake dad. Um, and then my fake mom and dad were like playing with my hair. And it was a time for me and my partner to start skipping up to the front. Cause all the little kids kind of do this little dance in the front. This was like my opening night at the Bob Carr performing arts theater in Orlando, Florida, which is <clears throat> at the time a big theater. And all of a sudden I see people, like, with their cute little long pointy legs, like, kicking a piece of hair. 
across the stage oh. <laughs> and like they're kicking it to the wings of the gangs and then the the kid the guy I was the little boy i was dancing with he was like you look bald and i was like <gasps> so and it's funny because to this day like if my hair is like all the way super tight back now i don't care i'm wearing those tight low ponytails and and i I'll, i love it but for the longest time, I could not do a bun or anything that made me, like, look bald because of that. Because I was like, oh. I look ugly. And he pointed it out, and I thought he was so cute. So, oh. I, at that point, I would have never told him I, I had a crush on him because he thought I looked probably like a little boy. Oh. <laughs> it was so messed up. Yeah. Have you? I've never told a boy. I, like... I mean, yeah, no. No. Yeah. Uh. But you reminded me, sorry, really quick of a story. So uh, not that it's our story to tell, but Taylor Page, who was on Hit the Floor with you, I remember she came on our show on After Buzz, and she said at one point she was dancing and she had like a booby, like those gel, they call them chicken cutlets because they're like in a nude... They push up your boobs, fellas. And she said she was dancing and it flew out. And I think it's like somebody like T-Pain or somebody was a guest on the episode. episode. Yeah, and it just like flew out on the floor. (laughs) She was like... (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, Good times. Yeah. Psst. Hello. Hello. This is Allie Kona. I don't know why I'm whispering. I just wanted to say hi, Bestie. Thank you so much for listening and watching our show. If you're enjoying it, please do us a quick little favor. Like, comment, subscribe, and leave us a comment. It helps us out tremendously. And if you haven't yet, take a peek at our Patreon because we have tons of perks, like private Zoom parties, getting the guests with us on the show, and early access to the episodes. All tons of amazing goodies. So we hope to see you on Patreon. But in the meantime... Let's get back to the show. Have you ever told anybody? Yeah, I was like, I'm a yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, approaching a girl, trying to get a date. That must be so. I mean, we normalize the fact that men are supposed to ask women out and forget the fact that they do have feelings. Standard, yeah. And you're just supposed to get used to rejection yeah. until you get the right one. But I imagine that's gotta be hard. Yeah, I was young too. Like those are the times that like, you like tear up sometimes because <laughs> yeah. it hurts. You don't know how to like. <laughs> handle it mm-hmm. it gets easier fellas <laughs> a little bit oh <laughs> but yeah for sure but it's just you know Part of it. yeah it's what it is so speaking of approaching women and all the things we wanted to talk about multiple things right yeah. so we we're gonna talk about how you guys met specifically because again the dating in the 30s and the 40s and it's so socially put into your brain that you meet somebody when you're in your 20s and maybe that's changed with time but it's like you meet someone in your 20s and you get married and blah 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 and that's cool mm-hmm. um but now nowadays people are like if you're married and you're not happy it's okay to leave that relationship and move forward but then you got to jump into the dating world again so it's like mm. you know and it's so funny because dave and i were having this conversation while you weren't in the room mm-hmm. and i said you know i just always thought i was going to be at the grocery store and drop a can of soup on a man and his toe and that's how i was going to meet the one <laughs> so mark living <laughs> so yeah we're talking about some dating apps i'm like what no so would you ever oh the only way i would do First that of all, don't ever make that face because <laughs> like, no, no. No, you know i have no complex about my age but i just mean if i did i think it'd be like i'm going on a vegan app because the next person that i date, <laughs> i'm serious if you are not um if you're vegan and you date somebody who's a meat eater right you don't realize how hard that is yeah sure. everything from y'all i no no offense to anybody but like your breath yeah your pores it comes at certain foods like sausages oh my god like before my dude became a vegetarian which he did it took him a while but 
and I don't want to hurt his feelings. And especially like when you're getting to know somebody, but like you go in for the kiss and you're like, mm-hmm. oh dear. Hot dog, yeah. man. No, it's not even hot dog. It's like, it's, it's digesting, it digesting and it's like, it's fermenting or you're saying some stuff on the inside yeah. and it, it's like from the esophagus. So no kind of brushing is going to fix that. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, after that, I was like, Ooh, if I ever date again, like he's going to have to be some kind of plant-based cause I can't like with the smells and yeah. And just so, by the way, for anybody who hasn't been on a dating app, um, you you can put that like that can be yeah. a preference. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Vegans only. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. And, and look, and it's from a compassionate place too. So Absolutely. it's like he'd cook some stuff, and I'd be like on the verge of tears because I'm like, oh my god, it's a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's, I that's kudos to you for again. Look, we're gonna dive deep because. That's another very big thing that you kind of just still push through in a relationship where it was just like, no, but I accept this person and da da da. Like that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like you eat all you need to eat to survive. <laughs> so like yeah. to kind of look past that, a very big thing. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my whole life, I've only had two boyfriends, and they both went plant based while dating me. So I'm like. I changed the world. There you go. But yeah. (laughs) Anyways, but you guys, like, so what made you guys decide to do the whole app situation? I'll start. Um, Is that that what we did? (laughs) He doesn't want to admit it. Um, So at least for me, I I married my high school sweetheart. So it it wasn't even, you said in your 20s, I was a darn near baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I never dated. I didn't know what dating was. I honestly, that I didn't, I never went on a date like that. You know, I was in high school and I didn't know, I couldn't even tell you what that could have felt like. Um, so I missed all of that in my twenties. Um, and so when I went through my divorce and we've talked about this in other episodes, so it's not even uh, relevant to this one, but to be dating, it's like, what like what does one do like and I didn't even know who I was like I was literally a child when I met my husband and so that that was a mindfuck altogether and I was just like and scared um but it was exciting but were you like okay I'm gonna get dressed up and I'll be like and 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 like out in the world okay no, I was never that girl. Girl, you know that wasn't me. <laughs> By the way, for those of you listening, all my hoofs were like lifting like, of the boobs and puckering of the lips and yeah, tossling of the hair. Definitely never me. But um, I got lucky enough to have met uh, the next person that I dated um, at work and, and, and got to know them on a daily basis because I yeah. saw them all the time. And right. then we kind of developed a friendship and that that was what it was. But, um, so kind of, again, I may have to be out in the dating world. Yeah. Um, it kind of found me. So then when that ended and I'm like dating, I was like, what do I do? You know? Yeah. And the world was different. Pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was excited. My brother actually was the one who kind of not suggested the dating apps, but like he was on them. And then my mom, mommy. <laughs> mommy was like ah you should do it like you never know and so um, i was in florida and like literally it was my mom she's like i used to pay for it whatever we were sitting in my room at my mom's house and it was 
actually like a really fun memory to be honest like I think that's why this experience for me was really pleasurable because yeah. like I felt like my mom and I were best friends Aww, like best cute. girlfriends like we were like <laughs> we were like go, go through the pictures and like crack up and my mom like my mom's like way of saying that somebody was good looking would be like Él es interesante, which in other words is he's interesting. That's my mom's like way of being like, oh, he's cute. (laughs) (laughs) So we bonded so much. We would crack up. Like she was like, and I mean, we've talked about this. Me and my mom are so close and best friends. So I would tell her, oh, this guy messaged me. And she's like, oh, and we would catch each other up. And I'm like, oh, he's going to FaceTime or call me or whatever. (laughs) It was fun. It was kind of funny. Like it's just like. (laughs) <laughs> like no big deal mm-hmm. um so i enjoyed it and again i never did that so for me it was like huh, okay yeah cool um as unconventional as it was and i think because i didn't have any weight on it and everything that i thought my life was gonna be like i i was married i thought i would have had at least two kids by now that was so far from what my life was mm-hmm. so i'm like fuck it what do I have to lose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> and what about you? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> like, because, I mean, Val was saying, like, you were always that person that was encouraging other people to yeah. do it. And then, like, I had to a, find love. And, yeah. yeah, I had a lifestyle coaching company, and an aspect of it was social enhancement and helping people find love. And online dating was a big part of that. I was married at the time. I was so you were giving advice that you wasn't even taking. I didn't. Well, well I was married. I know. I'm just you know, yeah, I was married. And so, and I was very good at it. And I loved, you know, being able to see people fall yeah, in love. And like, I was like, wow, I put this into motion. I helped this guy get his stuff together, helped him set up his profile, mm-hmm. helped, you know, give him tips on dates, what to do, what not to do. Second date, met his wife. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's that's a real cool. thing. This guy was a mess when I got him, and now he's in love and he's married. When I got him, like you got him at the adoption services <laughs> at the puppy at the puppy adoptions. So, and then after my marriage was over, you know, I had a lifestyle where you know I had a three year old daughter. I had her fifty percent of the time, and I lived on a side of town that was pretty much all families and. You know, I went on play dates with my daughter. I went to Trader Joe's and I went to the gym. So if I didn't meet somebody or through work. They didn't drop a can of soup on your toe. No. <laughs> then you were just in trouble. No. And so it just, I knew that I had to do something else. And I knew what I had to do. And Relax. I knew how to do it. Yeah. Right. Because I did it from the other side. And so reluctantly, I slowly got on an app. But you were you like, is this a bruise to my ego? Cause that's how I, I don't know. I think I can, it's, a... I can, I can see, um, it, it, you know, it's like, this is my life now. Yeah. Right? Cause you don't. And I think you can attest it too. Like when you're in your relationships, the ones that you think you're done, mm-hmm. right. You're not like, Oh, this is my casual husband. You're like, this is just... <laughs> like, this my for now husband. <laughs> right. It's my first husband. Right. <laughs> you don't think like that. And so when it ends, you're kind of like in shock. Like, how did I, Get here. I'm here yeah. now. Like this is my reality. Yeah. And so there's a period of that for myself, like that. Okay. And then even like the first couple of dates, I probably wasn't my best, right? Because it was just awkward. I hadn't been next to mm-hmm. someone besides my wife in over ten years. Yeah. So you kind of really don't even know how to be. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, you don't know how to 
be yourself. What does that mean? And yeah. And so who am I at this age in this um, time in my life? Yeah. I I had a lot of similar things with that where you're just like, I, I I don't, and, and we've talked about this too, because when you're, especially when you're with somebody for so long, like you start watching the kind of shows that they watch or eating, you know, meals at like 9.30 p.m. that normally you wouldn't. <laughs> and like, you right. know, and you, and then that kind of becomes your, the things that you both like, right? And that's part of the things you do together. So then when that, when, when that stops, and I know you know about this too, it's like, you're like, oh, you, wait. You were on the team. Yeah. And now you're no longer on that team. And you're like, wait, but I, I never liked eating at nine. I I would have never done that alone or yeah. whatever. Or that show was all right, but really I just watched it because it was, he liked it, you know? Yeah. So then you start finding, at least I'm going to just speak for myself. Um, after my last long relationship, um, after I accepted what it was that took, and I was gutted. Like I, I yeah. went through it like in my, in my head and just to be super vulnerable. Cause that's why I did the podcast. Um, now I'm in my late thirties. I can't have, maybe I can have a baby. Maybe I can't. And that was like, that was the biggest thing for me. And yeah, we've talked about this in another episode because I'm like, Ooh, that was taken from me. Like other than that, I could care less about the thing. Obviously you're sad, whatever. But for me, I was like, damn that I can't get back. Right. Right. So that was the hardest part. But after I accepted that. And I remember one of my best, best friends, Valerie, she was like, she had a conversation with me. She was like, you know, you can always have a baby. You could do IVF and did it. And I was like, Val, I was like, her name's Valerie too. I know. I was like, I'm okay if it doesn't happen. She's like, no, but don't give up your dream. I was like, Val, I have to, for my own mental health and my heart, excite myself about all the things that I can do if I don't have a kid. Because yeah. I, I like you, love to travel. Mm-hmm. I like you, I'm very selfish with my time with fitness. And I, I like my body thin. Sorry, it is yeah, because, you know, good. and like, and abs and stuff. For, and I know a lot of that can possibly change. And so I started thinking about all those things that I can do without a kid. And I got excited. Yeah. For the first time. And I saw a life for myself that didn't have a child. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. And and I know what she was trying to do. She was just like, don't give up on that. But at the same time, I was just like, that may not happen for me. And I'm for the first time, okay with it. Mm. And that took a lot. Yeah. You know, um, but after that, I was like, cool. <laughs> Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it? And I'm just curious for you. So after the, you were reluctant and then it was like, whatever. Was there a moment after the first few dates that were like, oh, this is weird. Was there ever a time that you enjoyed it or or not I, I, you know what i mean like I mean, let's you... talk about the kind of women that you met because no, you know lord. no he doesn't like I mean... lord oh lord um so uh because i want to hear about this catfish story so i didn't you... necessarily enjoy the process but yeah i knew that this was the quickest path that i had to take to meet someone because i wanted to meet someone i wanted to statistically yeah relationship mm-hmm. and this and just based on my lifestyle that I knew that I could do this while raising a child and working mm-hmm. without That's true. going out there and posting up at the bar or yeah not that you drink but you know that's, yeah, that's how people, people did. Yeah, I don't yeah. go to clubs like exactly yeah I'm at the gym but half of my gym is sixty years old and above so oh, okay um, that would have been hard <laughs> um so yeah 
and then you have there's so many like ups and downs i think mostly downs in in my experience Mm -hmm. not yours lucky Um, (laughs) i am lucky in in the dating in in the apps uh you have you know i I didn't go on a date unless i was semi-excited and then unfortunately a lot of the drives home were Mm-hmm. Dang. Oh, yeah. But you got to reset every time because if you go into the next one with a little like, oh, this better be. Mm-hmm. Right. So you tried to go in excited and optimistic. I think that's the word. I was like optimistic. Um, But yeah, where do I start with the stories? Um, I mean, you said, I mean, I can say really quick too. I feel like I'd have a hard time with the dating app just because I know I'm so picky. Oh, I, as soon as I became single, I was like, I'm screwed. Like, cause I just know myself the smallest things. I'm just like, no, not, not going to be able to do it. (laughs) Not. Nope. And it could be something, you know, I am just like Seinfeld, like the smallest thing. And I'm like, no, she laughs like a hyena, like can't (laughs) or like, no, it was just, you know, just the smallest things. I would hate to be, by the way, on the receiving end of that. You say that just because I like I have a big laugh. Not that I'm a hyena, but I'm just saying, like, I'm like, hey, fine. thank you. It's because I like know. to make people but laugh. Like, it's a certain laugh that you're just like, I can't listen to that for the rest of my life. Like, that's not. Yeah. Or vice versa. Maybe the way a guy's chewing his food, you're like, I can't stare at this yeah. for the next fifty years. Like, but, this man's a caveman. Like yeah, things like that. Yeah. I, what was I say? But I think. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier is I don't think you're pick, picky. And I guess that's arguable. Specific. I think that you know what you want. Yeah. And that's different. You mm-hmm. know? And I think that's healthy. And I think, I, I mean, not to make us sound super old, but I think we need to do that. Like, we're not getting any younger. And nobody's trying to waste their time. Right. Like, so, but here's the constructive criticism that I have gotten from a man. Okay. I grew I like up. Constructive. I grew up, and we're going to get back to the catfishing, by the yes. way. Yes. Put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> I grew up when it was like the height of rom-coms, which is yeah. like the yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, that is like 27 dresses, James Marsden. Like, that is my man. And so it's like, for me, I guess I just had really high standards on what romance is. And if you get upset, the boy is supposed to chase after you and da, 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 da. And so it's like, this is not a rom-com. Like, that's not how relationships work. I'm like, but that's what I want, you know? And then I don't know. You're going to find that. All I'm going to say is don't F. I just wanted to cuss that guy out. Whoever that person who told you that, it's just like, they, that's obviously not them. They're obviously haven't found that person to fulfill that for them. So they think it's, it's doesn't exist, but I'm, I, and I've told this to you and it's like all of my friends and stuff too. It's like, I'm so happy personally that I didn't settle. And this is something we also wanted to talk about because Mm -hmm. that's really hard. And I, and I've shared this. I don't know how much I've shared this, but it's really hard to leave a situation that isn't necessarily bad. It's just not everything that you want, Mm -hmm. right? Like it could be a million times worse and it wasn't. And like I was, and you know, but choosing what you want and what you know you deserve and, and what you've, and is very difficult. But if, if you have the guts and, and, and you have the faith to do it, um, you you have to do that for yourself and you have to believe that it's out there because it is and until you find it don't settle Mm -hmm. just don't like it's not worth it like because you're gonna 
I just disagree. I just, I do think that guy who's going to romance the shit out of you is freaking out there. And he's not going to have small hands. I think it's a combination of not settling, but also having realistic expectations. Sure. It's yes. the combo. It has to, you're Because right. yes. there are certain people listening that have certain <laughs> expectations and they're like, I'm never going to settle. And it's like, girl, that that's crazy. Like, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's a combination of. I mean, this I hate the what word I like. realistic, though. I hate that when it's applied to anything in life, like dreams or don't be realistic. No, because then then I'm settling for what you think is right for me versus like I what have a you... grand vision for. Yeah. And I think. OK. And I, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And I know. it's And because and... there's more to it. Career is different. There's more to it. Like, because also what does this person bring to yeah. the table? You have a lot of people out there that require this. I want this, 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 and they don't even provide one tenth of that. Yeah. That's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not that, you know, I want now, obviously you bring a lot to the table and you want that, then you shall get that. Right. But if you're just like, you know, I'm just, I'm just pretty and yeah. I want yeah. the, 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 uh, the, the. it's like, that's not, or yeah, the guy, you know, the guy is just, I'm good looking. A slob and not together and kind of a jerk. And he's like, oh, I want an in-shape woman and all these things, but he's not any of these things. Right. right. I think that's a great point. And I do, um, I, I forgot who said it. And I was, especially after my breakup, I was following like, excuse me, following all, like all the relationship. Um, I think you're going to say the quote that I want to say. Go. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember the quote. So oh, you set damn. me up to fail. Sorry, she was like, "Yeah." I got- uh, so basically, the I don't remember a specific quote, but it was essentially like, make sure that um, what you're requesting in, or or hoping in somebody or requesting in somebody or whatever is that you're giving that. So don't expect something from somebody else that you're not already giving. The end. That, that wasn't my quote. <laughs> I had a feeling it wasn't, but I think that's important. Um. Because it's, you're right. Like, you can be like, well, I want him to romance me and I want him to be rich and I want him to have it together and he needs to be fit. And it's like, but if you're not even half those things, like, that's not fair. Yeah. But I will say, though, there is a person for everybody. I think at my core, I do believe, like, there is somebody who's going to be, like, all for what you have to give. Yeah. And I just really, at the end of the day, I do with everything in my heart believe that i that makes that reminds me of something but i do got to get the quote out which was get that quote out that social media quote that you guys have seen that was like stop focusing on trying to find the one and focus on being the one like work on you yeah um so that's it but to your yeah to what you had just said about there's somebody for everybody who's gonna like love the shit out of you i remember i was on tour with monster jam Mm -hmm. and there was one of these drivers and he's a really handsome dude and his wife was his high school sweetheart they've been together forever and you could just tell like he loved the shit out of her because he'd be like um after they had children she had these stretch marks on her tummy Mm -hmm. and i think she was like in a bikini and he's like they're like zebra stripes it's just so sexy and we're all like okay never really saw it like that but i'd love that he just found that and thought it was just the like Hot. yeah and i was like oh that's so good i yeah. love that and i think more women need to and men you know not just women like both people and relationships like like that's how you know right yeah yeah when you feel like oh i am 100 percent me and like they they're in like they they, they like it yeah so you're gonna find that yeah
So, no, Mr. Uh, whoever said uh-uh. uh, you're being unrealistic or blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, screw you. Anyways, uh, so, but I want to talk, because again, I just thought it was hilarious that you were bold enough to tell some person. Let's talk about the catfishing story. Like, you told her about herself. Uh, here's one thing I realized. So, from not dating before I was married, um, apps weren't really a thing yet, right? And so, what was that, like 13 years ago or something? And... So now that apps are very common and over 50% of people use them to meet people, um, I just think that it was different. And people altogether, I think, in general, because of social media and filters and all these things, people aren't confident and confident and just upfront with who they are and they won't just present themselves. They want to present phony versions and that is so there look you you can doctor your instagram but when you doctor your dating profile and right. these pictures and facetune this and that like you're and i experienced that from the business side of the clients like you're gonna meet that person <laughs> but i've but i've literally talked to these people and asked them why they've done it and they would say like but they still like their chances what? They still like their chances knowing that, hey, at least I had that first date. Maybe he will. That's deceiving, though. And But they, in their head, they're like, I wouldn't have even made it to that first date um, by doing these yeah. things. So when I'm there, I'm gonna... even if I have a 10% chance, yeah. I didn't have that 10% chance before. Mm. right? But you're also wasting their so much time. time. And it goes both ways. Men are doing it to women. Women are doing it to men. And so... Yeah, I I noticed that early on. So my vetting process as I got going was because I don't want to waste time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the vetting process got super, super, super strict um, for some. <laughs> but how do you vet? How do you Not vet all... that like video chat? Yes. Oh, no, no. So so it's you know you text and then you you have on phone the app. Com- yeah on the app then you have a phone conversation and then you and you could do a video call with people on the app. But I've also been deceived. Even after doing a FaceTime, because it was literally, literally like a FaceTime. Right. Just a face. Good angle. Oh. And as much as I wanted to be like, hey, can you walk and go get that over there and come back? <laughs> I couldn't. Right? Because like, this guy's an asshole. Right. Yeah. But I was, exactly. So you can't ask that. So, of course, I didn't. But then I go to go on a date and she, long story short, I, I valeted. And she valeted, and she was like a couple cars back, and I didn't even know it was her. And then I walked into the restaurant, and then she walked in, and I was like, oh, is that the girl at the valet? Like, didn't even recognize. Oh. And, yeah. And this person was probably 75 pounds heavier than her picture. Oh. That's crazy. It's a whole person. Yeah. Yeah. And she she was cool, but that's, you know, that's not what... The mm-hmm. whole point is transparency. Like, cause it, like you say, there's somebody for everybody and somebody might like and enjoy the extra 75 Absolutely. pounds of loving, but, 100%. but if you're dating somebody and the whole thing is, is like, let me show you what I look like before we meet, then show me what you look like. Don't yeah. show me the parts that you choose to show me. And then, or what you wish you look like. Yeah. So after I experienced that a few times mm-hmm. towards the end, I kind of got fed up a little bit. And so. One person I might or might not have said, like, you know, the conversation afterwards was like, you know, this, it was good time and everything, but, you know, I just didn't think that you looked like your picture. So, 
I just can't. And she and, just and you and, asked her, right? You were like, but, and so she know? said, and so she said, okay, like I can respect that. <laughs> and the way I am, like I'm not just gonna go. Like I gotta kind of try to dig in, teach, teach a little story on my way out. Yeah, school someone on their way out. And so I was like, so do you, do you, do you think you look like your photo on your profile? And and she's like, oh oh yeah. And I was like, but I, I would have to disagree like strongly. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, you're entitled to. To, to feel like that. I understand that. I was like, but you think that you look just like your photo. She's like, absolutely. So we're dealing with some like Denial. delusion right. here yeah. or she knows and she's just. Right. You know, what's interesting is because I feel like I saw something on the news or something, maybe it was social media and doctors were, plastic surgeons were saying people were coming in and wanting to look like what they filtered themselves. Yes, 100%. I heard like. that too. And you're like, oh, yeah. these filters are not healthy for, like, young, young people. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you think about the Kardashians. Mm. And I've, I I knew a surgeon, and he's like, they they come in with their picture. Yeah. Like Kim's face. Yeah. But it's like you're never... The, but then you look around town, and you're like, how many Kims do you see? Yeah. I've seen, like, 1,500. Yeah. They all weren't born like that. No. And it's funny, because I've seen... There's one girl that I... I'm, I knew her from hosting, but I didn't know her directly. I just saw her in passing. Like, okay, first of all, there were like 500 hosts after Buzz TV, but I just mm-hmm. happened to see her all the time in passing. She's a really cute girl. And I had recently seen her on social media and I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought she put her face through a filter and I was like, ah, oh, why did she do that? And as I went through more of her pictures, I was like, oh no, she did do that. And it was like so much lip filler that her lip curled up almost to her nose. And I was like, oh no. And she had a boyfriend. So I was just like, I wanted to be like, boyfriend, why? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you just wanted her to be happy with herself. But what made her think yeah. she needed to look like that? Because it looks like she got stung by a lot of bumblebees. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but it's like uneven. Like whoever did the job did a yeah. terrible I mean, job. Right. And, and you're just like, ah. Oh. Well, my my point in saying this too is like, I I think the apps are good, mm-hmm. but you gotta you gotta know that you gotta dig through a lot of stuff to mm-hmm. find what you want. Sometimes it happens right away. Sometimes it happens after a couple of months. Mm-hmm. For you, it happened a little quicker. I think. Not really. No, it was like two and two years, two and a half years. You you had better experiences than me. I wouldn't say that. I mean, sure. You didn't have but... any bad dates? You said yes, you really didn't no. have... Not like... Yes. I mean, I had people... Like, she just... dated a guy who had small hands <laughs> and can't let the that small go. Hand guy. You, you heard about it? No. Oh, we talked uh, about it on another thing. podcast. It's a thing. It's no, a thing. Well, but no, he lied about his height and we were like... He was like probably 5'1", five, 5'2", five, and he was just small. Five, and I'm one? like... And he said he was five, six foot. Six yeah. That's a stretch. That's a... Quite different. Right. So it was... Bruh. Yeah, we call him the, uh, my mom's still last. I love my mommy. My mom's like, she's like, you remember? We call him the wine and the walk because he was my very first one. And my mom had helped, um, like, I came back to LA. My mom came with me and was helping me move and stuff. And it was like my first, like, one. And she's like, I go, I go, you know, telling me whatever. And I'll, I'll never forget, this is kind of funny. Like, on his profile, he put something about he likes, um, chocolate covered almonds or some shit i don't know and you know me i'm like trying to be thoughtful and i was like okay like if he's gonna pay for dinner like i'll get the almonds it's the only thing i knew he put on his profile it's like cool 
And by the way, the only reason I had taken that date was because I knew him like in the past, like, but it didn't really quite remember, blah, blah, whatever. So we go on this wine in the walk. It was horrible. We never, there was never no wine. There was water. He was short, all the bad things. And I'll never forget on the way, I called my mom on the drive home and I'm telling her. And what was weird is that for some reason, my mom and I are super connected. She said she had this like thought of like, what if he's not tall? Like, it was weird. I yeah. nowhere. And then I'm telling her the story, and my mom goes, I bet he didn't get the almonds. <laughs> and I was like, you know? And she loved it because she loves almonds. And so we sure enough, we're like, sitting <laughs> our little Trader Joe's almonds. That's funny. Oh, funny times. But no, I had definitely just, I mean, everybody was nice or whatever, but I think it, you do get fr- at least for I'm a hopeless romantic and, you know, I want my person and I thought I had my person forever ago and my again. And so it, get, it does get disheartening, you yeah. know, because like you find somebody and you're like, oh, maybe, you know, and then, and I, you know, you know, I would tell you certain things about people and be like, oh, but this thing. And then it's like, no, but you know, every, you got to give people chances. Yes. Yeah. But you still, but you were good about following your gut when there was something that you were just like, no, this drives me crazy. And it'd be something that on the outside might seem minute, but it wasn't for you. So you're like, I'm going to move on. And I give you so much kudos for that because my mom, funny enough, she would be like, I better, like, I think after a while she was kind of like telling me, like, I need to give people more chances. And I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you knew, like you were on the date. Right. You can like, I don't foresee this you can even if the person is exactly what they look like exactly. and and, yes. you, and when you're there in person you're just like no well, you can be this, fun this, as hell and your personality is like know, a knob. like yeah. you know we're not yeah. 20 like you know like mm. yeah and then, and then you also know when you have something as well like you have both you know like kind of right away like yeah yeah and i think and we were talking a little bit about this it's like so what is it like dating in your 30s or 40s? Or what does it take to date in your 30s or 40s? Um, it takes, at least I believe, like knowing yourself. And more importantly for me was um, knowing what I want, but more importantly, knowing what I didn't want. Um, because it just made the process easier. And in the beginning, what was hard for me was letting telling people I wasn't into them. Like at mm. first, because again, people please or whatever. And then I, I... They don't I was, take the news well. Here's the thing. 90, 90, you said it was good for you. Yeah. 90% don't. Men and women. Yeah. Guys especially. I know from clients before, like, guys, well, well why not? Ah, that's you know, awful. why? Why? What? Well, what do you mean? Let's, I can, let's, let's go on again. I can, Ooh. I can do better this time. Like. Oh. You, oh, guys do not, even if, because I would tell the girls, like, don't ghost them. Be respectful. Right. Respectful. Like, hey, this isn't for me. You were great. Just as another vibe. Now, I wish you the best. Hmm. Well, well, why not? No, well, like, guys, guys are, look, hurt. look, there's no argument here. Women have it a lot harder than men in the apps, like, for sure. Like, men, like, yeah, there's a certain level of respect that they don't sometimes. No, they don't, they don't, you know, just reject because also I think on the apps, you know, a lot of people are looking for love and I hear this. From a lot of women too, like the guys come on so strong. Mm. Like it's like it's been three dates. Like you're talking. Let you know, hold on. Let's just. Yes. I'm a, 
But mm-hmm. people go there to yeah. find love and they want to get married. And if they, like, call me. <laughs> if, they, if they're with someone that they like and yeah. you actually get a second date, the guy's like, this is it. Yeah. This this is the girl. And then two more dates, the girl's like, oh, this isn't really. And he's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, and then they get like upset. And, right. they're, and then it gets, you know, like, okay, this is why you're single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, bro. You're doing too much. Like, just learn from it. Ask her, you know, maybe get some feedback if you can. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, you didn't do anything wrong. Just wasn't yeah. the wasn't for me. Yeah. I think my approach was um, also just letting them know, like, you know, I, I'm on a really specific trajectory and you're cool, but it's, you know, it, it's not what I'm looking for, but I really appreciate your time, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, all of the men were like, really like, showed an outpouring of respect for me for saying that. And I mean, some would be like, well, if, if you, good luck to you. I hope you find your person. If you don't, you got my number. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And we're really funny with it. And I was like, good for you. Oh, like they said that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't. Yeah. You still yeah, got my number. You pass once. That's it. Like <laughs> you leave the door open. Like if it doesn't work out, give me yeah, a call. But I, I love that. I, I feel like to me, like, because if for whatever reason I kept dating and there wasn't, he was, everything checked and it was maybe like a whatever. Yeah. And I thought like, no, maybe, eh, maybe whatever. The way that he handled that, again, kind of what we were talking about earlier, to me, personality and like, like uh, how somebody holds themselves and stuff, that trumps physicality and any of that, always for me. And... To me, that's attractive. Yeah. Like the the way that he handled that with like ease and confidence and a little joke, I was like, cool. I would if I might call you back. You know what? Yeah. I probably wouldn't. But you know what? <laughs> that makes me think twice though, just on how he approached it and how yeah. cool he was about it and silly and And that's how you should be. But yeah, most of the time yeah. it's not like that. Yeah, and that sucks. But um yeah, so but luckily for us <laughs> like what was it? No mas. Uh, <laughs> you're like did it done good deleted the app um, yeah long time oh, ago that felt good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i was like you triggered something that made me think of something that made me like ah and it's like relevant but irrelevant because you were talking about the guys being like super but why not and so i want to reverse that because we were talking about this book that i read that talks yes, about talk about that book I okay so that. my friend recommended this book now something to keep in mind i mean it was written by somebody who studied the brain who is a therapist slash maybe psychologist don't quote me on it and it's called how to get to i do and it was more so from the perspective of not like she wasn't giving it to me like i think you want to get to i do and you don't know how it was ooh, i see a lot of masculine tendencies and but you want your man to be masculine and you're doing these things and i was like okay hold on and i read it and it was talking about just the way that the brain operates differently mm. that was a setup and i'm going somewhere way different with this by the way guys um <laughs> but to talk about women like when guys complain about women getting like clingy or attached like so quickly and they don't understand Mm -hmm. why and so i'm like okay Mm -hmm. scientific proof so when a woman sleeps with a man prior to like commitment because she's just like feeling him and you know things happen whatever they bond to a dude when they have sex with them so a woman's brain releases something called oxytocin which Mm -hmm. is the same chemical that releases like say when you have an addiction Mm -hmm. 
that doesn't happen as much with men as it does with women. And it's why women can have multiple orgasms because they release so much oxytocin during sex that they become bonded. So then once you're done and say the guy's just like living his best life and had no intention on being with her, well, she's now physically chemically bonded. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how intelligent she is, how much of a good head she has on her shoulders in her brain. She's like, you know, like, but I like him. I love him. I can't stop thinking about him. Why can't I stop thinking about him? It's not your fault. That my whole point is girl. It's not your fault. You just released some oxytocin. (laughs) Thank you. Multiple orgasms. But now you like glued to this guy, like, you know, whatever. So it's like, they're like the lady's advice is like, don't see him for X amount of time. Uh Otherwise, you won't. If you listen to his voicemails or you go on his Instagram or whatever, you're going to the oxytocin is going to release in your brain again. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly you're going to fall in love with him all over again. So I say that because, yeah, because, again, you do hear men being like, I don't get it. Like, why? Mm -hmm. You know, you sleep with somebody and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's that's why. So men, if you if there's any men listening, it's like, take that into consideration. If you are starting to talk to somebody and you're like, she's not the one, just know, like, you're in for some trouble if you start having sex with They're this They're not going to listen to that girl. <laughs> I wish they would, but yeah. no, man. no, they're going to be like, well, that's for her to figure out. That's her problem. Yeah, that's for her to figure yeah. out. Um, I was, I wanted, because earlier we were talking about um, the masculine and the feminine in, yeah. in relationships and like some, and some of the stuff that talk, you talked about in the, not you talked about, um, you shared with us about the book. And so after reading it and learning about the masculine and feminine, uh, has it been helpful for you and now approaching dating again or, I mean, I'm not dating, <laughs> but I, I'm focusing I'm like, no, but, um, it makes me look at my relationship and go, Oh, I set that up a certain way. I, I, and the, when she says in your masculine energy, it doesn't mean I'm a tomboy. It doesn't mean right. when you say uh, my partner is feminine, he's not feminine, like metrosexual or like, you know, a little, little feminine like that. It means like his love is twirling her hair. If I, you're not yes. watching. <laughs> yes. It was more so like the feminine energy is generally in the beginning of the relationship, the receiver. And this is going back to like, not pro magnum man like that, but you know what I mean? Like the man is the provider. So therefore he proves his worthiness by showing he can provide for you. Mm -hmm. So that's a masculine energy. And he falls in love through the process of not proving himself, but showing you he can do these things. That's how the, again, we're talking about left brain, right brain, and how men are so logical and left brain for whatever reason that triggers them to fall in love is when they're proving and showing like, I can do all these things. So when you and that can i just want to add this that can um go with whether you're um born male or female that you can identify you know with more of your masculine energy in general right. and still you know be a woman you know yeah, so, yeah. yeah. and look feminine it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's not, yeah um but i was saying like i set the tone for and multiple people like when i've gone out with guys it's like i feel guilty being paid for because that's not normal to me my mom was mainly the provider mm-hmm. so there's this overwhelm and i was made to feel like a burden so i the last thing i want to do is be a burden to anybody so when you start paying for me i'm like oh god like this person's i know they're not super financially like abundant in their life right now and i feel like i'm taking advantage by always letting you pay every time we go out so i'm over here like oh i got it i'll pay i'll pay but that's 
that's a masculine energy and we haven't established our roles yet in this relationship. So then once we're involved and all of a sudden I want to be taken care of, it's like, but no, no. but you never established that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's not their fault. fault. No, not at all. Yeah. But it was just understanding that and being like, oh, this makes me cringe, but I'm going to sit there. And because Teresa, who we've had on this show before, yeah. Teresa Espinosa, she's like, girl, no, your job is to receive. But that doesn't mean take advantage and just receive gifts. It means you give back in a different way, whether it's emotionally supporting a guy because they tend to not be emotional and giving them their props and which by the way you're really good at because i can even hear you like in between doing something like good job baby it's like that's (laughs) that's your version of giving it may not be a materialistic item or a financially paid you know money but it's a different kind of giving Mm -hmm. and that's a feminine energy whereas again going back to caveman times the you not that i want to be in those times but it's like (laughs) you know you went out and you you yeah provided and you took care of this other person and she took care of you know and that's a really interesting topic and we've talked a lot about this um because i i like that and and not that's not for everybody so you know i i i prefer to sit in my feminine Mm -hmm. and i as many of you know like I am a successful woman. I, I get what I want. And as far as like career wise, like I'm a go getter. Like I, I, I don't sit around. I don't want to be, you know, just like do 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 doing nothing. And like, I just, you know, want like the purses and the shoes and da da da. That's yeah. not my style. Not to say if that's your style, get it girl. Um, <laughs> but it, that's never been me, but I do like to sit in my feminine and be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny cause I read, and I don't even remember the quote, but it was something like, like, sings uh, something along the lines of being like an independent strong like career driven woman but like secretly like i just want somebody to take care of me you know yeah 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 <laughs> and not secretly i'm very vocal about it yeah um but it's being able to turn it off when you get home right. and i'm again i'm just so used to taking care of either myself or just not wanting someone yes i want you to take care of me i just don't know how to receive that because i've never had that before so that's why it's that uncomfortable am i taking advantage of this person you know well you know what it's going to happen because i was um i fell into my masculine energy in in one of my relationships and i felt i got very comfortable in it and i and i didn't so in my next relationship I, I got, I was you. And I, I felt so guilty when this person wanted to take care of me. And I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I was like, I, I get it. I, under, I, I understand. And I, I mean, I was on a TV show. Like I was good. I didn't need somebody to do that, but getting that it, and then being able to, again, sit and be like, let somebody do that for you. I was like, wow. This feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, okay. Now let me ask you, David, from a gentleman's perspective, like, do you get gratification? I know I just gave that to you. Um, (laughs) Do you get gratification out of being able to take care of, like, do you generally, because I'm going off of what I read in a book, whereas you are a dude. So it feels good. Yeah. It feels good to provide. It feels good to take care of somebody. And so absolutely. Like I, I prefer being in that. And you've never felt like somebody is taking advantage or. No, because I know, you know, as long as I get something back. But right, what do you want as, back? Like, what do you It doesn't to... have to be financial. You know, being a provider comes in all different forms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and then also knowing their circumstance too, like, oh, they don't have a lot of money. So that's fine. As long as, you know, you take care of this or you take care of that at home or. Mm-hmm. You are supportive and then also being appreciative of the financial 
situation. Like, or, you know, but I think, you know, like someone who's just like, you know, I need, I need that money. This is LA. Right. So there's a lot of that. Mm, yeah. And so, and I came across that in dating, like you knew it was more of a s- situation like, oh, you, you don't really care about. You had somebody, I remember him telling me a story about somebody who wanted to tell you where to take them or something like suggest oh, yeah. a I, restaurant I, or something or like, yeah. And I had suggested a place and she was like boring. <gasps> I know. And I was, and I laughed and I was like, and I was like, oh, you think that I'm that type of guy. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not your person, girl. And yeah. I was like, and I, and I, and I didn't, I could have deleted the message or her like as the match, but I left it there. So she read it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh no, you got me confused. I was like, oh, but there's plenty of guys with money in this town that'll just yeah pay for any pretty girl to go do stuff. I was like, I'm not that guy. See, but then like, what's going to happen when you start getting older? Not you, but the girl. It's like, what happens when like age starts and you don't have the looks? I mean, maybe you will grow old gracefully and beautifully, but you know, this town and some men value youth and what happens when you don't have that no more? Oh, they'll find out the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll change. Yeah. They may get their heart broken or they'll be like, you know, they could change it up at some point. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I actually just looked at the time. I'm like, I think we're running out of time, y'all. We've been we've been on the air for almost dang near an hour. I love it. I love it. Um, again, I wanted to thank David. I know I feel like so cheesy <laughs> to say that because it's like, but I think um more than anything, especially this episode, um, for me and to even share our story was more just like I just if you're looking for love if you're if it's later in your life even if you're younger um but I don't don't ever settle you're gonna find your person if you're in a situation that you're not happy in obviously you know don't don't give up go to counseling you know try your best like be patient be patient and you know not everything's perfect right and you always talk about this like it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. Everything's super amazing. So I'm definitely not saying that because I think that can be misconstrued, especially in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you know, those celebrities getting divorced every other, whatever I've talked about this in another podcast. Yeah. I felt like a failure point is, is give it your all obviously, but if it's not working, if it's not for you, don't, don't give up your person's out there. And like, whether it be an app, whether it be at the grocery store, dropping it's some soup. beans, some soup on those um yeah like please don't give up like fine love it's worth it <laughs> yeah. don't give up yeah okay I, mean, I feel like i should like be singing a song to outro this or something but i can't think never give up on love <laughs> and i just made that up is that a song <laughs> Oh, oh goodness. goodness. Thank uh, you for right. listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.